Sport. It's your passion. It's your obsession. You want informed opinion and 150 years of wisdom? Know it all with the Sporting Life podcast. Hello, hope you're well. Welcome along to the latest Sporting Life uh, fantasy football podcast. It's an exciting one because... I think as football fans in general, we're not really bothered about the football. We're more interested in the transfers. And uh, Billy, before we get on to the usual gold chat, t- tell us why this week is special and why we're so excited. So this week's is an overall special. Uh, overhaul, should I say. Um, <laughs> pardon my accent. Um, so during this time, you'll have unlimited transfers until the Premier League resumes next Saturday at half past 12. Simple exciting, as that, really. Exciting, but more importantly, um, how did you get on at goal this week? One, did you play? And two, did you win? Did you play is a big question here. Come on, Billy. I did not play, oh. and we're now out of the FA Cup as well, and we got beat 4-1. You not played at all? Not got on the pitch got or few, anything? A few oh, minutes in the sorry, FA Vars, didn't yeah, you? FA Vars last weekend, last Saturday, did got uh, 20 minutes, yeah. Did you win? Played very well, got beat 5-2. <laughs> I mean, oh. FA Vars minutes is not. Good defender, aren't you? <laughs> Centre midfield, actually. Oh, right, okay then. He moved this year to get game time. <laughs> yeah, completely. Yeah. <laughs> I moved for game time back. and now I can't get any game time. Um, good news is, for me, I did boldly say I'd get, what, 95 points last week. I got 74, so that's not bad. Pretty much everyone on my team played, bar James Milner, who have transferred out now. <laughs> That's a pretty but low bar to be setting, isn't yeah. it? But players just m- making any any sort but of 74, I think, was a good week for me, and I'm absolutely delighted with it because I have been appalling up till this point. Um, so it's, it's been a good week. Uh, as ever, Billy, talk us through the stats. Who were the best performers uh, so from game week four? Yeah, game week four. So it was quite a close-run thing, but Jamie Vardy, uh, 21 points, uh, thanks to his brace for Leicester against Bournemouth. Um, Aguero and Richarlison also very decent performances with 20 and Abraham and Firmino both with 15 uh, if I remember correctly Smith you tipped up a few of those so you must be quite smug about that yeah I think I said um, was making Abraham my captain because I didn't have Aguero and I liked Richarlison for Sunday so not a bad return three of the top five very nice I'd ca- I captained uh, Bernardo Silva Ooh. which is risky but then he came on and scored didn't he so that was always good and uh, who did I have on Sunday? Someone else good. Did you Harry have Kane. Abamyang. Abamyang I went for and obviously scored. So that was a, a pretty good one, Billy. How did you get on? Any? Um, not too bad. Much better? Much uh, worse? Marginally better, yes. Um, so I think I got around, similar to you, I think I got 71, 72. Um, my top performer was Kane because I captained him on the Sunday. So I got 18 points for him on Sunday. And also the City match, as I said, last week was going to be kind of a point stealer for me so De Bruyne um, and Edison both did well in that for me unfortunately Sterling only got two points which was a bit of a kick in the teeth but we can't moan and how did, how did your mum get on she played again this week is she stuck with it or yeah, she has and, uh, yeah. and better than you again yep plus 90 points better than you as well what by the way. yep I think she had I think she captained Vardy and she had I think she had a Bamiang or Kane on the Sunday as well. So I think she's beating my total week. points tally in what the two weeks that she's been playing now. Not bad at all. Like I did last year, though, she's got a couple of the Liverpool defence. So I think she had Van Dijk and uh, Alexander-Arnold, and obviously both of those kept a clean sheet. And uh, Alexander-Arnold got one of the assists for the first goal, I think. So, yeah, very good points return for Mum, unfortunately. Who was your big pick of captain this week? Billy, I seem to remember it was a... City centre back with some some 
Some kind. I'm not going to say that you're cursed, but I feel like you might have picked out Laporte as the who, who was, who the was captain it? pick this week, didn't you? My brain's still a bit frazzled from that maths that I did last week. <laughs> but, um, Laporte, yes, I did pick out as um, potential. Like if you were thinking of a kind of a shrewd captain selection for the Saturday, and um, that didn't go down well at all, to put it bluntly. Um, but in a game where City are probably going to score four or five that we expected, and they did, why a defender? Just because there's always the possibility of them scoring from a set piece. Um, as I said, there's 400% more chance, maybe more of them scoring from open play. I haven't <laughs> seen this, I haven't seen the stats from the game yet, but I'm sure oh they'll right, have been okay. it's it's close to double figures in corners, which sometimes they do take short. But I mean, Laporte's always there or thereabouts. You've got the clean sheet. Goes off clean sheet. He's got the clean sheet, which was the cert. And the passing bonus points, which I think Zinchenko and Otamendi both made. So just bad luck. Then. So how many points did he get? Paul, look. I've got one point. Right? One point, probably. Yeah. Oof. It's well. a good job I didn't have him though, so I can't complain. Well, unfortunately for you guys that did, um, my sincerest apologies. Well, the good news is, it's not just him, but any other players. Because I was complaining before that I just don't like the look of my squad and have messed up uh, massively. It's now overhaul explained what it is already <laughs> who you're looking to statistically anyway let's look at the big performers so far across the course of yep. the season not just last week <clears throat> if you want a pick a couple of players just purely based on how they perform so but so far I should say who you're looking at who are we going for so the top selected players or the top selected strikers should I say are Sterling Salah and Aguero 40%, 39% and 23% respectively. And all those three are in the top five for points um, at the moment at the start of this season. Aguero 47, Salah 39 and Sterling 39 as well. So that's where you've got to be looking at the minute. Um, I mean, City's fixtures are quite generous in um, after the international break in comparison to that of Liverpool's. Um, so you've got to be looking at Aguero and Sterling to carry on this run they've got at the minute I mean I've said before Aguero often goes under the radar in comparison to the strikers that he's com- compared to nowadays but six goals in four games you can't really crumble at that so I think Aguero and Sterling are the ones where you've got to be looking at the minute um, with respect to those two Pucky and uh, Timu Pucky and Ashley Barnes are still there or thereabouts um, 46 points and 38 points respectively um, I've just seen as well that um, Pucky has been transferred out by 2.19%. That being said, um, he's still owned by 19% of fantasy football managers, which is pretty decent considering his start. What do you think, Smith? Yeah, I'm surprised people are transferring him out. Is that, you think, with City in mind next week, people just making a short, short-term choice? Because I, I can't see from what he's done so far what would be making people take him out, really. Yeah, very very possibly. But even that, that being said, I think it's just City, which is the the return feature after the overhaul and then after that I think they've still got quite a I wouldn't say generous obviously but they've still got a relatively it's not good bad at all, is it? in which you could score so it is an interesting one that start at the very back we'll go through pretty much every position um, in terms of making those transfers because obviously no fixtures to talk about no captaincy decisions so it's all about the transfers Thank the Lord. and the overhaul just Couple of, couple of weeks to get our thoughts back and, and reassess the situation and what an absolute disaster uh, my squad is. Goalkeeper-wise, 
I think it's just Edison, isn't it? You imagine the majority are. But the one name I wanted to chuck out was, and I don't really know how to pronounce it, Guayata? Guayata? <laughs> it's, it's, it's not a Ken or a Keen situation again, <laughs> no. is it? But Crystal Palace, yes. um, they've been, pff, in terms of, if you look at it at face value, the Premier League's most boring team. <laughs> Scored three goals. Conceded just two, though. Yeah, two clean, two clean sheets as well. Against. That's the lowest of any team in the Premier League. As a cheaper option, potentially one to consider. What are we saying? Not a not a bad start, but I think just for fixtures coming up, like next six games, we've got Spurs, Wolves, City, and Arsenal. Like four of, I mean, with the way United are going at the minute, four of potentially the top six. Yeah. Um, like certainly Wolves, you'd say probably going to be in the top ten. So I think just in those four games, I can't. Maybe that Wolves at home game they could get a clean sheet, but the others I wouldn't really expect them to. So probably had a good start, yeah, but wouldn't be looking at him myself. Yeah, it's n- it's not only that as well, but you've got to look at the potential damage that Palace could be facing because obviously after the first goal you get a minus point every time a goal goes in. Um, so that is that has the potential to be quite damaging if you if you're selecting. But um, like we've said before. If there is a time to chop and change your goalkeepers, because personally I wouldn't mess around with changing your goalkeeper throughout the course of the season. So once you get through the overhaul periods, your goalkeeper should be set in stone for the for the remainder or up until the next overhaul period. Um, but if there was a time to do it, I suppose now you could look at it. Um, but yeah, he's, he's had a good start to the season. Well, let's not forget five of those points have come from the Marcus Rashford penalty as well. So, I mean, that is context dependent as well. But a good start, nevertheless. And I mean, for those that have had him, I'd, I'd like to see his um, percentage selection. But um, definitely a shrewd pick. I would say Casper Schmeichel as well. But then for the same reasons there, you look at their next fixtures. There's Man United, there's Tottenham, there's Liverpool as well. Potential of one Jordan Pickford at Everton. I know they've conceded more than or two or more in the last two now in the yeah. league, haven't they? But you look at their upcoming fixtures, there's Bournemouth, Sheffield United. OK, they've got Man City, but that's at home. Uh, Burnley, West Ham, Brighton, Tottenham at home, Southampton, Norwich. In terms of a long, long run for the short term, is that a right phrase? But in terms of over those next immediate 10 fixtures or so, potential, a potential to consider to free up that bit of budget elsewhere? Yeah, as, as we just said, I mean... Um, it's definitely a kind of a budget saver, so to speak. Um, well, Edison's seven point nine million and Pickford seven. I mean, Edison's on twenty five points, Pickford's on twenty two, and that that's point nine. That's considerable. Not, yeah, not point nine. I mean, you can sa- you can save that and reinvest it in other departments, definitely. And speaking of their upcoming games, I think the most important thing you touched on there. I think you said the Man City and Tottenham games are both at home, so I, I think there's definitely capacity for Pickford to pick up points, especially with the one I was uh, one player I was looking at similar to Pickford was Yerry Mina because um, he's had a, he had a decent start, but like I said, clean sheets were hard to come by in the last couple of games. But I mean, you never know really. Um, Pickford made 14 clean sheets last season, so what's to say he can't do it again? Yeah, yeah, yeah I think I'm. I'm just sticking with Edison, so I've gone for a safe. I've sworn I will have Edison in my team all year and just leave him there and know that over the long term he'll pick enough points to make it worth it. Pickford, don't mind him. It's probably just that 
are you going to end up chopping and change them a little bit and then maybe spend a little bit more to get Loris in? Um, just not trusting Everton too much yet and would probably prefer Spurs. Um, but yeah, as you say, for the medium term, perhaps not a bad pick and save a little bit of money for elsewhere. A couple of mentions, if, you, if you're really not overly fussed about the goalkeeper position, good points earners for, for cheap prizes. We mentioned there, we spoke about Crystal Palace, Nick Pope as well. 6.5, 20 points already. Was it you, Smith, that said Burnley have got, haven't got a... Oh, no, it wasn't. It was... Um, Someone completely different. Yeah, it was. He's not here today. <laughs> um, but Burnley don't have um, that bad a set of fixtures, I don't think, in the next the next five or six. Um, so, I mean, there's potential for Pope to pick up some points there as well. Um, but, yeah, like I said... you you don't want to spend too much time on your keeper. There's, there's much more important areas to focus on, I think. Let's move forward then. Let's move through the positions yep. into defence. Yep. I have made two changes Likewise. to my defence in the overhaul. Uh, who, who are you going for then? Who are the two that you've made? Well, after Billy put the hex on Laporte last week, he's actually made a bit of an opening for Otamendi to come in. Okay. Um, pretty cheap. So, Otamendi is in alongside Zinchenko. So, sort of pairing those two with Edison and then I've gone City again further forward so it's a bit of a theme coming here but uh, yeah I think Otamendi's the big one that depending how long Laporte's out for it looks like it might be a while considering he's had surgery um, he's probably the, the big gain from, from this week The one I've brought in is probably the bargain defender at the moment Sionku at Leicester 6.2 million <sighs> what a start he's had it's pretty much filled the gap what made by Harry Maguire and they've cashed in about 60 odd million pound in the bank as well on early showing looks a real real player doesn't he and again like, like I said at, at that price as well it's just ridiculously good good value at the moment and at this stage of the overhaul 4.3% uh, of fantasy football managers have already drafted him in um, puts him fourth behind Aguero Daniel James and Mason Mount um, so I mean Six point two million. Billy. Plenty, 6. plenty, 2 plenty million. of um, plenty of videos have been um, circulating, like showing not only is he good at what he does, but he's very good on the ball and very comfortable doing that and playing that sort of football under Rogers, which we all knew that Rogers was going to try and implement with Leicester. Um, and I mean, he has to be the bargain buy, and if he continues this, there's no doubt that he will be the bargain buy for the for the year, most definitely. Yeah, I've heard Billy talk about Sunku pretty much all season as a must-have, and I'm just having a peek over his team here as he's got it in private, so this is my one chance, and he doesn't seem to have him, which... Oh, yeah, get him in yourself, Billy. Stop him. telling everyone else. Get him in. Yeah, right. what, what, yeah if you're so convinced, it is. It, I, I'm not having anyone tell me that there is a better defender out there currently in fantasy football than I've got him. Sunku at 6.2 million, the points return that you're getting from him. Phenomenal value. He should be worth at least eight on early showing. Okay. Well, what's your reasoning? Quite, you've, reasoning got, you've got to do well here to convince us as to why you're the right. The reasoning is in the early stages. So I've used three of my transfers already of my forty, and secondly, as we've already discussed, the fact that Leicester play three of the top six in the next five fixtures. That is the only. That is the it's only. Not all about that. That is, that, is the, that is the only hindrance for me. I think that. I, I do have in my notes, so come back to me in five weeks' time. I want to bring Soyuncu in after the five games. Oh, but then you've got to use a transfer on him. Why I not do take I, the short-term hit, but in the long-term, you know you're going to get... You're getting him, what, eight points? Captain him if you play it right? I can, but I feel right as though I can get points in 
better areas in my defence than Soyuncu in the next five games. Okay, so where? Hear me out. Where? So, firstly, I have gone with... I've chopped Van Dijk from my side in order to accommodate Trent Alexander-Arnold. Okay, that's a good um, choice. I've got Trent. I just think that 0.6 is quite a bit of money in which you can reinvest in different areas. It makes the difference between assists, goals, especially in the midfield and striker areas. Save about three million so, on Sionke. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true, but... You worried about rotation with Alexander Arnold? Klopp's sort of hinted at it that he might not play every game. Gomez hasn't been playing yet and has played a lot of right back. Do you think Van Dyke might just be the safe one? He's not going to be moved. He's got to be worth it though, isn't he, Alexander? Because of the amount of points he's getting. Yeah, probably. And you know that he's good for Both. for the assists, Both et clean sheets, as well. Set pieces, clean sheets. It's worth surely in the long run yeah. taking the odds. He'll so miss out. That's why hit. I've taken the 0.6 hit on Alexander Arnold, and then similar to what Smith was saying earlier regarding. The City situation, I was hinting at um, signing Otamendi and putting him in my back three, but I've gone with Zinchenko instead. So just a little one for you guys out there. Uh, Zinchenko, 8.2 million, and Otamendi, 8.8. Zinchenko has hit passing bonus points three out of the four games this season, while Otamendi has hit two out of three in the games that he's played. Otamendi's games, he's reached... Tier two passing passing bonus points in both, and Zinchenko has made one tier one and two for tier two. So both very very similar players, I suppose, in that respect. And you've always got the chance of Zinchenko getting down the wing and getting a couple more assists than Otamendi would. But then you've got Otamendi from set pieces as well. So one more to mention before before we move on yep. further at the pitch. What about Luca Dean? Everton, 24 points so far, 8.6 million. We spoke about the fixtures, Everton's fixtures coming up for the same reasons why I think Pickford might be one to consider. Pretty good. Um, we know what he's like on set pieces as well. I know it was the League Cup that scored that phenomenal free kick against Lincoln. We know he's got that in his locker. Same basis of picking Alexander-Arnold. I mean... Surely Dean's got to be in with a shout as well. You look at Alexander Arnold's nine point nine. He's only seven point six, isn't he, Luca Dean? No, he's nine point. Alexander Arnold's nine point nine. He's got twenty three points. Yep. Luca Dean's coming up at eight point six. He's got twenty four. Talk about trimming and saving, saving money for the for the because obviously the further up the pitch you get, the more expensive the players become. Yep. Luca Dean's got to be one to consider. I've put him in as part of the overhaul. He's definitely worth consideration. It's just so hard because especially with your league positions, with your the leagues that you're in with your friends and the overall leader, leaderboard in general. It's so hard to depict how these games are going to unfold. Um, I mean, how how do you justify putting Luca Dean in your side and if he doesn't earn a clean sheet and Alexander-Arnold does on one, on one week and the other? He five-yard free kicks. Yeah, well... That's good enough for me. How do you, how do you justify the difference between having them? It's, it's a game of fine margins, I think, so... It's always very difficult to weigh up the two options, I think. Okay, fair enough. We'll move on to the midfield areas now. This is, for me, always the kind of the big points. Uh, now you've got those midfielders who played as forwards, the likes of Kevin De Bruyne, who uh, is just extraordinary. Well, I suppose De Bruyne, we'll, we'll start there. I've not got him in, in my team for, for cost reasons, but 11.235 points, he's just been phenomenal, hasn't he? He hasn't. It's the old uh, link up with Sterling Aguero, isn't it? I mean, you'd you'd just love to play um, 
in front of Kevin De Bruyne at the moment, the way that just everything that he, he demonstrates. I mean, 35 points is, is fantastic and it justifies the price tag as well. Um, so he's definitely the big points earner he's been in since the start of the season for me. I, I did say that he was going to be up there with um, one of the big points earners and probably tip him to get in the top 10, if not top five charts at the end of the season as well. Yeah, he's the best player in the league, isn't he? And I think with City, probably with fantasy football, with frustration over the last couple of years has been Pep and not really knowing who he's going to play every week. You think De Bruyne is probably the one in there who is going to be nailed on even through the Champions League period. I think like given their group in the Champions League, is probably more likely to prioritise the league. And I'd be surprised if De Bruyne wasn't playing every game, whereas once Zeus is back, Aguero might not. Sterling's probably a little bit less at risk but but yeah I've got De Bruyne and no real intention to change him where are the value players in the midfield then because I mean the one I've brought in during the overhaul is Harry Wilson at Bournemouth it's only 7.3 million 22 points as well I suppose midfield's one of those positions where regardless of the game you know and someone like him as well we saw it so much at Derby last year can just produce that moment of magic is he a player worth considering going forward because I think he is at that price if you want to bring in the likes of De Bruyne and then you're trying to Costco almost Definitely. Uh, alongside him I think he's one he's one for everyone to consider I, I have said in case you didn't know Tom that uh, Harry Wilson was a worthy pick um, he, albeit he didn't start on the first week for me but since then he's he's had a decent points return scored twice I believe and even like you say like against the the bigger teams we saw against Man City he can just produce that mo- one moment of brilliance and bang there's seven points off the bench so yeah I think he's he's going to be it. he's going to show his true qualities and why Liverpool were not too keen to actually let him go permanently Mason Mount obviously as well we, we've had this debate before and what Billy said about Mason Mount and his suitability to fantasy football but bargain by probably in midfield isn't he 27.7.3 7.3 million it's I guess we spoke about it before, didn't we? Actually, that honeymoon period and, and will he carry on, will he not? With yeah. Chelsea's Champions League involvement, just how much is he going to play? But you still imagine he's good for a few weeks. Surely he's got to continue. When, you, when you're hot, you're hot. and you? When you're good, you're good. And he should carry on. Yeah, I've sort of come full circle here and ended up with Mount in my team after after thinking he might not make it. Um, now I sort of think that price has tempted me and eventually... And, even if he misses the odd game, like the amount you'd have to spend to get another player who's performing at one of the top six clubs, he's as you say, is a bargain buy. And I'm looking at it, like over fifty percent of the top top thousand teams in fantasy football have included Mason Mount. So certainly looks to be ones looks to be one that those more shrewd than us three are, are picking up. Oh, so. <laughs> he seems to be doing something right <laughs> with the uh, the more skilled players in the game. That's for sure. And five point nine. Uh, 6% of, of you guys have already deployed him uh, in the overhaul period and a massive 15.82% uh, have Mason Mount in, in your side in general as well. Um, so yeah, all good around for Mason Mount. The only hindrance is whether you would worth taking the hit. Obviously Chelsea have got Wolves away and then Liverpool at home next. So there's two big fixtures there in which his points could not be as high as what they might have been already. Um but as we saw against Leicester, he nicked a goal off Ndidi and anything can happen in these sorts of games. But certainly after that, their running does ease up and there are some games in which he could 
and a valuable set of points. So, yeah, definitely one to consider. I've got to make a plug here for Pepe. I've sort of been saying since the start that once he comes into the team and it looks like he's going to stay in the team, I will get him. And I think now, if you're going to get him, now's the time. Um, fixtures over the next few weeks, they've got United, but given their recent performances, that's not too tough a game, probably. Um, the rest in there, Watford, Villa, Bournemouth, Sheffield United. I mean, the way Arsenal look going forwards, that's potential for some huge points. Um, at 9.8 million, just looking at some of the strikers you could get for that price and you couldn't get Moyes Keane, you wouldn't be able to get Callum Wilson. What about I think, what I think about Pepe Dominic Cal- What about Dominic Calvert Lewin? <laughs> well Dominic looks to have finally finally oh. been consigned to a bench. So we'll uh, we'll move on to the strikers actually. That takes us nicely onto the strikers. Um Timu Puki, no no surprise the the bargain of fantasy football, isn't he, really at the moment. Forty six point seven point eight million. But again, it's just that question of, of how long he can keep this going. But striker-wise, we know the likes of Aguero, Salah, Sterling, etc. During this overhaul, if you're looking for that kind of value striker to put in, you can contribute the goals maybe alongside, because I've got Firmino and Aubameyang, two big hitters, if you will. Who would be that third? Who would you look at? It's got to be Tammy, hasn't it? I mean, break, back-to-back braces is... Going well, not got too much threat from Giroud, I wouldn't say. Um, that is probably the one concern is that he might not play, but Chelsea looked decent enough going forwards. He's scoring. He's 8.3 million. I don't think you're going to find better value around unless you're looking for someone especially cheap. So I'm keeping the faith in Tammy, I think. Similarly to what we said after the Wolves and Liverpool game, Chelsea's fixtures seem to ease up uh, Quite, quite marginally as well and obviously you've got the introduction of the Champions League in that time but I feel as though he'll go with the more experienced Giroud perhaps in Europe um, especially with the likes of William and Pedro so I think Mason Mount and Tammy will definitely be featuring more in the Premier League than they would in the Champions League which is obviously beneficial for us um, I was actually thinking of bringing Abraham in after the Liverpool game and similarly with that although Aubameyang um, isn't as much of a bargain, I believe. After the Man United game, I was thinking of drafting him here. Drafting me. Drafting me. Drafting. Just start again. Come on, mate. I, I would say. Uh, Cut that out. That's I would say I'm going to edit that out, but I'm not. <laughs> that could stay in. So, um, as I was saying, obviously, I know what you Arsenal, <laughs> Arsenal play Man United, um, and I think Spurs play Brighton away on the fifth, and then Arsenal play Bournemouth on the 6th so I was going to transfer Kane out on the 5th allow him to get his points and bring Aubameyang in on the 6th because he's got a decent run of fixtures after the Man United game as well so. Billy's got this all written down in his diary pops up on his phone in the morning going change Aubameyang <laughs> for uh, what about Sebastian Allaire at West Ham I brought him in during the overhaul as that cheaper striker to go alongside Aubameyang and Firmino and a really good start for him actually I think he's adapted to life in the Premier League a lot better than we maybe thought he would in terms of hitting the ground running in the fashion that he has yeah I actually drafted him in this week to a disbelief <laughs> of Billy I got a few got a bit of abuse when I brought him in this I've week I've gone for him as well I think he's he's a a good acquisition at, at the current price I think you said didn't you sometimes with the strikers that are incoming at West Ham you don't really know what side of the spectrum they're going to hit and Hall has certainly f- filled that void that West Ham seemed to be lacking, would you say? Um, 
So I think he's had an impact so far. Can he keep it going? I'm not sure, but in terms of trying to fit, it certainly seems like us three are doing the similar kind of thing in which we've got two main hitters, the strikers. We're trying to think of a, a lesser uh, valued pick in which we can kind of fit in for a front three. So Haller, your likes of Haller, Pucky, Abraham are very decent options. I'm going to mention Callum Robertson as well at Sheffield United. I think just purely again on a value, value hunting about uh, 6.8. He's got 19 points, but I just think the Sheffield United team, as they've shown at uh, Chelsea, obviously they got a result as well, but they'll, they'll score goals. There is goals in this. They may concede a few, but there will be goals in it. If Callum Robinson, not just obviously his goal at Chelsea, but his all-round play looks quite good. He's stepped into the Premier League and uh, I guess like the player we were on about before, has adapted to life quite well. Would you go, would you look at him or would you stay away? Can he carry it on? There's just a lot of questions at this point about him. I brought him in after the his man of the match performance against, uh, was it Palace on the opening day? Yep. Um, so I brought him in after that. I think he got 10 points last week and previous to that I think he scored again. So I was quite pleased with him but now the overhauls around have kind of swapped and adjusted a few players and he's one of the ones that have had to make, make way unfortunately but in terms of value again obviously the Seungku is 6.2 I don't think Robinson will be that far off especially going forwards like you say Sheffield United will score goals this year um, so yeah Robinson's Robinson's a good shot for me we're rapidly running out of time so to put you all on the spot as I love to do I know it's the overhaul and you can make as many transfers as you want. You make none, you can make one, you can make 11, whatever. If there's one player that you, you would say you have to go out and get during this overhaul before the next Premier League fixtures come about, who's that one player that is an absolute must at this point in the season to bring in? Pepe. I'm going to go Pepe and cheat slightly and say get Otamendi as well. But yeah, if I could only have one, uh, it, it would be Pepe. Billy looks distraught and you're right. <laughs> He's just proper slumped down in his chair and his. Billy, can you tell us what your mum Lynn would go for rather than yeah. what you would go for? Because then that might be a bit get more on, useful Get on the phone. We'll get her on. We'll get, get her on. Get her to dial in. Yeah. Um, she's gone for Madison this week. Okay. Um, drafting Madison in, he's had a decent points return so far. But obviously coming up, they've got a few tough games. So we'll see how he performs. Um, especially go on if you have to sell us who you've got. Yeah, who you, who are you tell. going for? Um, in terms of me picking. Yes. Bringing someone in? Yes, it's you that I'm um, asking. Speaking from my own personal experience, I've brought Timu Puck in. Okay. He's second in the points charts for a reason, and I expect him to continue that. Okay. Bold. Ahead of Bold. City away. Bold. Um, City, City, City at home, actually. I mean, it's impressive that, I mean, you both said wrong because the answer is, of course, Sionku, and there's no other alternative uh, at this point. Uh, Guys, we're gonna, we gonna do, should we do this again next week? We'll do yeah. a little overhaul extension, if you will. If yeah, we'll you're panicking it. before that Saturday deadline, we'll do it again next Thursday. Mention a few of those we haven't mentioned today. A couple of those other ones to... We'll spend the week searching out the value ones, the best ones to go for. More I'm sure there'll be injuries over the international break. Exactly. Billy's team exactly, will be riddled. With, <laughs> I mean, definitely, definitely it's a, it's a certainty, isn't it? More importantly as well... Um, there's no game for goal on Saturday. Is there not? Um, you, as we're out you got too many, you got too many internationals. We're out, we're out of but the he's been FA called Cup. up to the England team. <laughs> Scotland, Scotland. <actually>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, to be fair, that wouldn't even surprise me. 
Scotland's levels probably as goal substitutes. Uh, but anyway, we'll be back Thursday then next, uh, probably same time next yep. week, and we'll go through a few of those, uh, few of those other players that we haven't discussed today. Guys, thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thanks for listening to this Sporting Life podcast. For more, visit sportinglife.com. And you can find us on social media at Sporting Life on Twitter and at facebook.com forward slash Sporting Life Official.